I'm thinking Kim could have definitely taught this lesson. The girl has some energy, I'm telling you. And I'm thinking a couple of those things that she uh, talked about, like, you know, counting the grass and crawling through your living room, I may have experienced in my life, but we're not going to talk about that today. And, uh, but we are going to talk about the Word. I'm so excited about what God has today. He has been ministering to me out of Jeremiah, and uh, I'm just overwhelmed and overcome with the way that he does things. It's interesting to me that this week's topic would be doing the things you cannot do, and I like to blame God and Pastor Ronnie for putting me in that position, <laughs> God and Pastor Ronnie, for putting me in that position today uh, because I really, really love it when you guys are in the room. I love to look right there and see uh, Paula and Mike smiling at me no matter what I do. I love for the encouragement to come from Justin and or... Uh, I can't always tell if Justin is encouraged or if he's just like, help me, Jesus, because he expresses things very strongly. But I'm missing that this morning. I'm missing that feedback. So I'm trusting that Pastor Ronnie and Kevin are going to give me good feedback this morning. But I want us to get into the Word, and let's see what God has to say to us out of Jeremiah today. So I'm going to ask you to stand in your living rooms, pajamas or not. We don't want to break really good habits. It's only the bad ones we want to break. And let's read the word. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. Oh my goodness, Father, I thank you so much for your word, for your truth. I'm holding on tight to that this morning, Lord. I thank you, Father, just for the way your word soothes us and changes us and challenges us. So we're grateful today. And so today, Father, I pray in this house, Father, and in every household represented, Father, I just ask for your presence to fall. I pray that your Holy Spirit would do a work, that the word would be received. Father, that we would be encouraged and changed in you. Pray that everything that is of me would fall and be forgotten. Everything that is of you would stand and produce fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh my goodness. I could go so many places with this particular word. When, when the Lord began to open it up to me, I'm like, God, what, what could I possibly have in common with Jeremiah? And as is God's way, he began to point out some ways that I might have something in common with Jeremiah. Did you know that Jeremiah was a preacher's kid? Yeah, that explains a lot. And uh, I love that this passage of Scripture, when the Lord speaks to Jeremiah, he speaks to who he knows Jeremiah to be. Not who Jeremiah thinks he is, but who he knows Jeremiah to be. And isn't that just like God? He's, I get tickled at a couple of things because he says, um, before you were born, 
I anointed you, I appointed you. This calling was on your life before you ever even took a breath. Now that's a little bit of pressure. It's a lot of pressure to go, before I even messed up all of this, you had already had a plan for my life. And God does have a plan for your life. He always has a plan. And I love Jeremiah's response. It's so funny to me because he says, alas, sovereign God. (laughs) I'm going to add the intonation. Alas, sovereign Lord. I don't speak good. That's kind of why he does. It's like he has opened. It's almost in my mind's eye. I like to play with the word a little bit and just picture him as a real human being because he was. But I get tickled because he opens with, in in some translations, he says, alas, sovereign Lord. And then something in his mind must have kicked in and he went, me not talk good. You know, it's like he wanted to put that excuse out there, but he had already said something to negate it. And also when he said, I don't speak good, I can almost hear the echo of Moses from way back up. That's not going to work for you, man. That did not get me out of it. And then he says, I'm too young. And the Lord says, don't say you're too young. Do not say you're too young. You've been called and you've been appointed. And I thought, how like us, That God would call us and appoint us for such a time as this. And we continue to make excuses. But one of the wonderful things about Jeremiah is that his name literally means raised up by Yah. Raised up by Yah. Think about that. Um, There are other translations, but that's more the, the, the lingo. It's raised up by Yah. You have been raised up by Yah for such a time as this. He has given you everything you need for such a time as this. We can't say we can't do this because we have a God who can. And we have a God, I love the next promise that he gives Jeremiah. He speaks into his life. He speaks into that place in Jeremiah that's insecure. And he says, okay, I'm going to give you one command and I'm going to follow it up with three promises. That is so like God. So like God, he asks so little of us and gives so much in return. So he says, okay, Jeremiah, I'm going to send you to the nations. But what I'm going to need from you is I'm going to need you to not be afraid of them. Now, let me tell you something. This that I'm getting ready to share with you will get you through any hard situation. It'll get you through any challenge that you're facing. It'll get you through any trial, any hardship, anything that God is asking you to do. He says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And then he follows it up. He says, do not be afraid. He says, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. And not only that, this this part actually kind of gets me tickled because he says, I will be with you and I will rescue you. And the thing that makes me laugh is to think that he would ever be with you and not rescue you. But he says it anyway. Just to reinforce to Jeremiah, I'm going to go with you. Don't be afraid of them. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to rescue you. And then he gives them the final thing. He he reaches and he touches them. And he says, I have put my words in your mouth. Now, if God is with you, no matter the situation, if he has promised to rescue you, no matter what's going on, and he has given you his word to stand on in those places, you have no reason to fear. And I just encourage you right now, whatever you're going through, grab hold of that first command and go, I I am going to stop being afraid. 
I'm not going to give in to fear. I'm not going to be afraid because, God, you have promised you will be with me. You have promised you will rescue me. And now I'm going to grab hold of your word, and I'm going to stand on that word. Everybody needs a word from the Lord. Not from a prophet, not from a person, but a word from the Lord. Jeremiah said, it is your word that sustains me. It is your word that sustains me, not anything else. And some of the things that Jeremiah went through, he needed the word to sustain him. It means that it upheld him. It made him firm. It made him able to walk through those things that he thought he would never get through. And Jeremiah saw some stuff. Talk about somebody having to live in isolation. I know we think we live in isolation right now. Jeremiah lived in isolation. Not only that, Jeremiah faced, faced such persecution and such hardship. I mean, at one point, he was thrown into this, this sewer pit. Thrown into this, and it says he was in sewage up to his armpit and just left there until God sent someone to rescue him and to lift him up. And in the kindness of the Lord, in the way that the Lord rescues, he sees you where you are, and, and he sent this person to lift um, Jeremiah up out of the pit. And in his kindness, the person he sent sent rags to wrap around the ropes because he knew that even Jeremiah's skin would be sensitive in this time. So in his kindness, he had him lifted up. And it's like just such the perfect picture of raised up by Yah. Raised up by Yah. How many times has God restored us into the right place into a, with such kindness and with just such personal dignity in the, and restored us in the privacy of our own mind rather than to be publicly admonished? So many of us have been raised up by Yah over and over and over and over. But it is the word of God that will sustain you. It is the word of God alone that will get you through what you're going through. So you got to have a word from him to stand on. I've shared this with you guys before probably far too many times. But for some reason, it was in my heart this week. So I'm going to share it with you again. Speaking of a word to stand on. So many years ago, when my niece was sick, my sister was going through a nursing program at that time. My, my niece was two, and uh, she started feeling bad, and, and her legs started aching at night, which is normal. You know, you think little kids, they, they're having growing pains, and they're growing up, and they're experiencing this, and, but it didn't go away, and Heather started to limp with one leg, and she, was, and she limped, and and, and would cry with her legs hurting. And it got a little bit worse, and a couple of uh, weeks went by, and it didn't go away. And Angie said, I would lay by her bed at night, and I would pray for her. She said, because I was going through the nursing program, every symptom that she had, the low-grade fever, the aching legs, everything, I recognized it. But I didn't want to go, this is what this is. And she said, so I would lay by her bed at night and I would put my hands on her legs and I would pray and I would say, God, please don't let it be. God, please don't let it be. Well, as things would turn out, it was. 
And when Heather was diagnosed with leukemia, it was at a time when the, the survival rate wasn't anything like it is now. And Angie would go through a lot of things, but she told me later, she said, you know what? I was praying so hard that God would be, deliver her from it, that that is not what this would be. She said, but God told me, I will take you through. I will give you the strength to go through. And that's where she stood. And knowing that God was going to bring her through, give her the strength to go through and to do the things that she never thought she would survive, the things she never thought she would get through, she could stand on the word of the Lord to her personally that said, God is going to get me through. She actually said, God, is going to, God gave me the strength to get through. God will give you the strength to get through. It gives you a place to stand. See, there's this wonderful thing that happens when we make a decision to trust God and to trust his word and what he says about our situation rather than what we see. The wonderful thing is that there's this line that gets drawn. There's this place that he takes care of that um, he goes, okay, you're getting ready to walk through this thing. And how you come out on the other side of it has everything to do with how you walk it out. How you walk it out. And it's not about being so anxious to get there that, that you bypass all of this. It's every single day going, God, I need you today. God, I need you today. In this situation, I need you today. but in the strength that the Lord gives you in those times. There's this most, I love the way that science catches up every once in a while with God's word. I love the way that, and then they act like, look what we discovered. Look what we just came up with. And there's this wonderful thing. Of course, it's a wonderful thing, so we don't hear a whole lot about it on the news. But there's this wonderful thing. There are these two syndromes. When we go through hardship, when we go through crisis, when we go through stress and trauma, there are these two options. Now, one is very real. Post-traumatic stress is very real it's a um, heartbreaking, heart-wrenching situation that people go through that, that they live with and learn to cope with and deal with. But did you know that there's another side of the coin that you never hear about? There is another syndrome. There is another, uh, it can't be called a disorder. It's a, it, you've got post-traumatic stress, but there's also, an, and it's, in all the psychology books now, it's, they're, they're, like, like I said, like they came up with it. But there's another thing called post-traumatic growth. Post-traumatic growth. And what that is, is that when you come through the fire, you're better for having gone through it. And not only are you better for having gone through it, something wonderful has been forged in the fire. And I want to tell you guys, you have an opportunity now to be forged in the fire and to come through stronger. Now, let me tell you about this. You come through better in five areas, and I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this uh, all over the place, and I'm sure that you are too, if we're paying attention to the God stuff and not just the world stuff. It says if you can have post-traumatic growth syndrome, the very first thing you're going to experience is that you're going to grow as a person. 
You're going to become a better human. And I don't know about you, but I think I want to be a better human. I want to be more aware of what others are going through. I want to be kinder. I want to be stronger. And if we can go through trauma with focused on growing from it, things can change. The very first area is personally. We, we grow personally as human beings. The second thing that we can grow in, it says, when you go through this, you grow relationally. You grow in relationships. And I think that's one of the things right now that a lot of us are growing so much in. We miss you. We miss relationship. We miss having coffee with you in the well. There's a new appreciation for relationship and a new determination to keep it even under the distance. The third place that we can grow is, and we see this all over the place, the third place, the third opportunity to grow is in possibility and creativity. And man, we are seeing that everywhere. We just saw it with Jonathan and Brittany, who are stellar, let me say, with the anointing that they carry. We're so appreciative. We're so grateful for everything that God's sown into this house. But in this season, we have been forced to grow creatively, we have been forced to, to grow and, and explore new possibilities in sharing his word and in making contact with one another. Oh my goodness, it's a lot. The next thing we grow in is appreciation. Just general appreciation and gratitude. Uh, we can have attitude or gratitude. <laughs> but gratitude and to grow spiritually that's the fifth. I personally think that should have been the first. But the opportunity to grow spiritually, because you know what? When a demand is placed on you to get to Jesus without somebody taking you to him, you grow. When your only option for getting the word is getting it on your own, you grow. When nobody's praying for you and you have to pray for yourself, you grow. And God, just like the planet, has, has taken a deep breath in this season and, and uh, been helped and has grown in this time. We can take a deep breath, even in the middle of this, and go, God, you are growing me as a human. You are growing me in relationships. You're growing me spiritually. <laughs> You're growing me creatively. You're pushing all of it. And Father, that I am growing in gratitude, appreciation for everything that you've done, everything you've given me. Jump back to my niece, because this is, always makes me think of this. I went to her wedding a few years ago. And at the wedding, the night before the wedding, I was in a chalet with my sister and with Heather. Heather came through great, by the way. It was a battle, but she came through. And I was sitting on the sofa with Heather, and Angie was sitting across the room. And Angie, I, I, I kept thinking, I probably ought to leave. This probably needs to be like a sacred moment between the two of them, but I didn't. And uh, Angie said, looks over at Heather, and she says, when you were three years old, my only prayer was, God, let her see four. Let her see four, God. And she said, and you turned four? And I was so grateful. And my prayer changed. 
And I said, God, if you would just let her see five. Let her have her fifth birthday, Lord. And she said, you turned five? And she said, I was so grateful. And she said, I began to pray for six. And she said, every single year, I have prayed and I have said, God, thank you for this, if she can just see. And she said, I want you to know, Heather, I have been grateful for you every single day of your life. Every day, I have been so grateful for you. When you almost lose something, your gratitude is enriched and it, and it just grows so much. Her gratitude, she loved that kid. But this was a whole different ball game. This was a whole different depth of gratitude. And I'm trusting God to bring us through these seasons of our life, going through the things that are hard, doing the things that are being required of us in the moment, coming through, growing and better. Because that's the way God does things. You know, the wonderful thing is, is Heather grew up to be a nurse too. And do you know where she is today? Today, at this moment, she is in a critical care um, room working with COVID patients in North Carolina. Because, see, she too was raised up by Yah. She too had a calling on her life. She too had something that she had been predestined to do. She had something. She had to walk through a lot of things to get to where she is now, to be able to accomplish. And, and God was faithful to his word. He gave them the strength to go through. Would they have loved deliverance? Yes. Would we have loved deliverance? Yes. But God is giving us the strength to go through. How faithful he is. We have the opportunity. We are being forged in the fire. But we have the opportunity to grow and know that we are being raised up by Yah. God is faithful. God is faithful. He's just, he's just that good. He's just that good. So I want to pray for you. And we're getting ready to do communion. We're going to take communion together. Um, but I want to pray for you before we go there. Father, I thank you so much for your word and for your truth. I thank you for the opportunity of the fire, Father. I thank you for the opportunity in the pain, Father. I thank you for the opportunity in all of the hard places, you are faithful and you are growing us. I thank you, Father, that we truly have been brought for such a time as this. Thank you for raising us, Father, for this moment. In Jesus' name, Father, I pray you bless the blood, you bless the body that was broken as they share it together today, Father. We're grateful in Jesus' name. Amen.